Hello, and welcome to Nebula Cat Storytime. Mom, your regular voice. Okay, okay. Hello, welcome to Nebula Cat Storytime. I am Mama T. And I'm Little Wee. And we are going to tell lots and lots and lots of original stories that have been made up over the last five years. Nothing is written down. Everything comes from the nebula of my mind. Mommy, why is there space covering your mind? That's a great question, little E. Basically, it feels like there's a big cloud in my brain, and thoughts start coming out into a stream to form a story. Which brings up another good point. Sometimes I use really big words when I'm telling a story. So if there's a word you don't understand, just pause the story, figure out what it means by asking someone or looking it up, and then go ahead and continue on. All right. Are we ready for the first story? Yes. Then let Nebula Cat Story Time begin. Gladys the Fairy. Gladys was not the most beautiful fairy, but she was smart, kind, and logical. One day she was at home and soldiers came to the door. They told her that the king and queen needed her immediately. Of course, she went right to them. When she arrived, they told her, Gladys, Gladys, the kingdom does not have enough food to feed all of the people. There are lots of people that are going hungry and will be starving soon. Can you help us? Nothing that we've done has worked. Gladys looked at the king and queen and she thought about it. And she had an idea. She said, I might be able to help. They said, oh, wonderful, whatever you can do. And Gladys told them, it's going to take a little bit of time because I have to get a special ingredient. And they said, whatever time you need, but go as fast as you can, please. Gladys said, I'll go right now. Thank you. Thank you, said the king and queen. Gladys went back to her house. She pulled out a book. It was a book all about fairies and fairy history. It was actually written by her dad, who was not a fairy, but loved fairies. That's how he met her mom. That's a whole other story, though. Anyway, Gladys opened the book. And she flipped through the pages and said, Aha! Magical acorn tree to make fallow lands fertile. She said, that's exactly what I need. And she looked down and said, well, how do I get there? And it said in the direction zone, fly due south from the kingdom until you hear the lion's roar. Then turn east. Gladys said, all right, we'll start with that. And she decided she would pack her bags tonight and leave first thing in the morning. So she packed some underwear, a toothbrush, some food, water, of course. Hopefully there was some on the way, but just in case. She packed a sleeping bag. She put her book in because she didn't want to forget that. That was very important. And then she went to sleep. And she packed a tent. All right, she packed a tent. Then she went to sleep. The next morning she woke up bright and early, went potty, brushed her teeth, put on her backpack, which was actually a front pack, because if it was in the back, it would obstruct her wings. 
Then she took off, flying. South. Due south. She flew and flew and flew and flew. It was a long day. A very long day. She had to have a couple stops. She didn't really know what it meant to fly until she heard the lion's roar. The sun was starting to sink again in the sky. And she was getting a little nervous. Maybe she wouldn't figure it out. Uh Uh-oh, that would be a problem. And then she heard it. Was that the lion's roar? As she flew, it got louder and louder. And then she flew through some trees and saw... It was a huge waterfall. By the time she got there, the sound was deafening. She said, whoa, but she couldn't even hear herself say that. It was so loud. And it definitely sounded like a lion's roar. Well, she was exhausted. It was nighttime by now, or getting close. So she landed, made herself some dinner, washed up in the little pool at the bottom of the waterfall, and then sat down and opened up her book. She wanted to see what was next. She opened the page again to the magical acorn tree, and she saw the directions. That's right, she said. Now I fly east. Due east. Okay, I'll do that in the morning. She was so tired after her long day, she fell right asleep. Well, the next morning she got up, grabbed her stuff, put on her front pack, and off she went flying due east. As she was flying, she thought, ooh, I don't know where exactly I'm supposed to stop. So she landed, opened up her book again, feeling much more awake today, of course. And she read, to find the forest green, look for what may not be seen. Huh, that sounded tough. So she kept reading. If you reach the sea, you will not find what you seek. The mountains, too, will lead you askew. Huh. All right, well, we'll see. She packed up her book again and took off. After a couple hours, she saw a big, wide body of water. She landed, and she tasted a little bit of water. It was salty. Oh, man. I guess I reached the sea. Hmm. All right. She thought maybe, you know, it was a little windy. Maybe I got blown a little off course. So she turned and went back more or less the same way she came. She flew again for another hour. And then ahead of her, the mountains. Oy, 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 she said. They're the mountains. So she landed and opened the book and thought, I'll read it one more time. And it said, again, to find the forest green, look for what may be unseen. She said, well, I definitely didn't see any forests. But she did remember flying over a very open, flat area where there was nothing but tumbleweeds. It seemed a little bit off with everything else around her. So she thought, maybe, maybe. And off she went. She landed 
in that barren area, pulled out her book, and saw a spell below all of the directions. Aha! She pulled out her wand, which she remembered to pack. Thankfully, she almost forgot it. She actually had to turn around once to go back and get it. Anyway, she pulled out her wand, and she read the spell. In trees, I believe. Reveal yourself to me. And shockingly, wonderfully, right in front of her, trees started to shimmer into existence. She heard what sounded like a babbling brook that definitely was not there before. And then before she knew it, she was surrounded by a beautiful forest. Whoa, she said. She was super proud of herself. She figured it out. Then she heard something chittering up in a tree. Chitter, 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 chitter. She looked up and there was a squirrel that was staring at her and yapping at her like it was angry. And she thought, oh, yeah, yeah, I wish I could understand what that squirrel was saying. And then she thought, aha, she knew another spell and she still had her wand out. She pointed it at the squirrel and said, Tomato, tomato, let us speak the same vibrato. And the squirrel's chitter-chitter-chitter-chitter-chitter-chitter-chitter changed to, What are you doing here? Who are you? Where did you even come from? And she smiled. It worked. And she said, Hi. Hi, um, my name's Gladys. I'm a fairy. And I'm actually looking for the magical acorn tree. And the squirrel said, wait, what? How can I understand you? How can you understand me? What the heck is going on here? And she's giggled a little bit and said, um, actually, you wouldn't happen to be Sammy, would you? And the squirrel said, no, I'm not Sammy, but I know a Sammy. And Goddess said, oh, could you take me to him? And the squirrel said, sure, no problem. And he came running down the tree. And then he ran past her, and she followed. And they ran to the babbling brook. And there in the brook, there was another little squirrel. And it was in there washing its pits. And the first squirrel had said, hey, Sammy, uh, someone's here to see you. And Sammy looked up, huh? He didn't recognize her at all. And Gladys said, hi, uh, Sammy, um, my name's Gladys, and... I'm Margie's daughter. I don't know if you remember Marge. And he interrupted and said, Margie? Oh, Margie. I love Margie. How is she? And he said, wait, are you a fairy? Clearly you're a fairy too. And Gladys said, I am a fairy too. And Margie's doing well. She said to say hi if I got to see you. And Sammy said, well, oh, what a pleasure to meet you, Gladys. What are you doing in the Enchanted Forest? And Gladys told him, well, Sammy, I wish it was for pleasure, but I'm here because our kingdom is starving. It just can't seem to produce enough food for the people. So I'm here to find the magical acorn tree. And I was hoping that just maybe you could help me find it. And Sammy said, sure thing, Gladys. I'm glad you came to me because you're going to need me to find the tree. Come on over to my house. Let's go get cozy and I'll, I'll make some tea and we'll talk all about it. Sammy got out of the little babbling brook and they walked to a tree. Sammy opened a tiny door in the bottom of the tree and Gladys said, Oh, hmm, yeah, 
don't think I'm going to fit in there, Sammy. And Sammy looked at her and said, ah, yeah, I remember that happened with your mom, too. But aren't you a fairy? And she said, oh, yeah. And she thought and thought. She said, actually, the size spell should be perfect. So she pulled out her wand again, and she said, yabbity, yibbity, drat, make me the size of that. And she pointed to Sammy. And quick as anything, whoop, she shrunk down to the size of a squirrel. Again, she hooted and hollered, woohoo! She was loving this. She hadn't used so much magic and she didn't know how long. They went inside and Sammy had a cozy little house inside the tree with a bed and a soft blanket, a really smushy chair that Gladys just flopped right in. Sammy made them some tea and pulled out some biscuits with butter. And they started talking all about what Gladys needed to get the magical acorns. Sammy said, well, Gladys, to get the acorns, you need three things. So like I said, it's a good thing you came to me because the three things are a fairy, which is you, somebody from my family line, which is me, and a pink lion. And Gladys said, a pink lion? And Sammy replied, yep, yep, that's what we need. And Gladys said, I don't think pink lions exist. And Sammy said, ah, well, they do in the Enchanted Kingdom, and there's two that I know of. Fortunately, I'm friends with one of them. And Gladys said, that sounds like a good thing. He poured her some tea, and they ate biscuits. And the rest of the evening, they talked about all kinds of different things. Sammy told her that they would have to go the next day to go find the pink lion. The next morning, they walked out of Sammy's house, and they realized that the fastest way to get there would be flying. But Gladys was too small to carry a squirrel on her back right now or on her front. So she did the size spell again and went back to her regular size. She said with her wand out, Hibbity, hoppity, scorchin, return me to the correct proportion. And whoop, off she went back up to her normal size. Sammy hopped in her front pack. And she flew with Sammy's directions until they saw a big rock formation. Sammy said, touch down over here. And Gladys landed. Sammy got out of the front pack and started walking around the rocks until he found a hole. More like a cave, actually. And he looked inside and it was dark. And he said, pink, pink, are you there? And he walked in a little bit. Pink? Hey, Pink, it's me, Sammy. And then he heard, Who's interrupting my sleep? And Sammy said, Uh, it's, it's me, Sammy? And a big voice said, Sammy? Wait, Sa Sammy the squirrel? And he said, Yes, it's me. And the big voice got much happier and said, Sammy? And then out from the darkness walked a giant, beautiful pink lion. The lion licked the little squirrel from toes to head, and they both hugged. But really, it was just Sammy hugging the lion's leg. And then Pink the lion asked, What are you doing here, Sammy? It's been forever. And he said, Well, I'd like you to meet someone. 
And the lion looked up and she saw Gladys. And she said, who is this? And Gladys said, hi, uh, my name's Gladys. And Sammy interrupted and he said, it's Margie's girl. It's her daughter. And Pink said, Margie? Oh, I miss Margie. How is she? And Gladys said, you know my mom too? And Pink said, yes, we go way back. Oh, she's wonderful. Please tell her I said hi. And Gladys said, I, I will. And then Sammy said, Pink, we're actually here because we need to get some magical acorns. And Pink said, ah, okay. Right now? And Sammy said, if you have time, preferably right now. Apparently, Gladys's kingdom is starving, which also means it's Margie's kingdom. So we need to try and get her back as fast as possible. Pink said, no problem. I'll meet you at the tree. And so off she went, bounding off the rocks and through the forest. Sammy jumped into Gladys's front pack, and they took off flying. The fairy, the squirrel, and the pink lion met up at a tree. An oak tree that looked just like any other oak tree Gladys had ever seen. She said, this is it? And Sammy said, remember how I told you that we needed all three of us? And Gladys said, yes. And he said, you brought your book, right? And Gladys said, yes. He said, open the book and find the spell. There is a spell for the magical acorn tree. What you need to do is say that spell over and over and over and over until I tell you to stop. Pink is going to roar, and then I am going to go and get the acorns when they are ready. And Gladys said, all right. And without waiting for a cue, Pink started roaring. A huge, fabulous lion roar. And she just kept going. It was pretty incredible. And Gladys flipped open the book. And she started to say, Acorn, be a turth, and fertilize this great earth. Acorn, be a turth, and fertilize this great earth. Acorn, be a turth, and fertilize this great earth. As she was saying it, she was looking at the tree once she memorized it, and she saw something beautiful yet again. The acorns in the tree, which were brown, like typical acorns, started to change. They started to become a little more colorful. And as she and Pink were doing their part, the acorns became a swirling, twirling rainbow surprise. Colors that she had never seen, bright and beautiful, were swirling all around the acorns. Sammy ran up the tree. And he plucked three acorns. And then he ran back down and he said, okay, you can stop. And they both stopped. The acorns on the tree turned brown. But the acorns in Sammy's hand kept their beautiful rainbow swirl. Gladys said, those are amazing. Pink said, I haven't seen those in a long time. But you don't need three. How big is your kingdom? One acorn can cover a hundred miles. And Gladys said, oh, it's... It's not really that big. I don't know. Maybe it's 30 miles, if that. That's pretty big. And Sammy said, oh, I grabbed three because you're traveling a long way, Gladys, and I want you to have two. And I want you to put them in two different places just in case one gets lost. And she said, oh, that's a good idea. And then he looked at 
pink and said pink. Remember that part of the forest that um, we went through a little while ago and it seemed like everything was wilting a little bit and the water was really low and some of the rivers and the lakes. And she said, oh, yeah. He said, well, I was thinking maybe we could plant one there too and help revive the forest. Pink said, great idea, Sammy. And so he handed two of the acorns to Gladys and he said, keep those safe. As you can see, they're very hard to get. And she said, I will. And she put them in her pack, two different pockets with two different zippers. And then she said, this has been so wonderful meeting you both, but I feel like I should go. It's already been a couple days and who knows what's happening in the kingdom. And Sammy and Pink said, we understand. Gladys gave them both big hugs and said, I really would like to come back and visit sometime just for the fun of it. And they both agreed that would be wonderful. She also invited them to her kingdom. And she said, I'll tell my mom that I saw you. And then off she went. She was pretty tired after a long day of flying already, but she was going to get at least to that giant waterfall. She got to the waterfall, slept, got up first thing in the morning, took off again back to her kingdom. When she got there, she went right to the town square, which is what Sammy said. He said, go right to the middle of wherever you need to be and plant it there. So she went right to the town square. She found a little piece of dirt, a little patch, and she just started digging with her hands. Dig, 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 dig. Somebody saw her and they said, Gladys? Gladys, you're back. And she looked up and said, I am, I am, help me dig. And the person came over and they started dig, 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 digging together. And then somebody else said, is that Gladys the fairy? She heard her name over and over, Gladys the fairy. What? Oh my gosh, she's okay. Gladys was thinking, what are they talking about? Dig, 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 dig. Finally, they dug a hole a couple feet deep. She took out her backpack, opened a zipper, and there was the acorn. It had lost a tiny bit of its color, but it was still very beautiful. She put it in the ground, covered it up, and sat back. Whew. And she said, how's everybody doing? Uh, there was a crowd around her now. They were all staring at her. And the woman in front of her who helped her dig said, we're so glad that you're safe. We've been really worried about you. And Gladys said, what do you mean? I've only been gone for a few days. And the lady looked at her perplexed. And she said, Gladys, you've been gone for a year. And Gladys said, what? I, no, no, I have. What? And the lady pointed up to the clock and the calendar with the date that was up on a big tower. And sure enough, it was one year later than when she had left. Gladys's jaw dropped. And then she felt a tap on her shoulder, and she turned. There was a soldier. He said, the king and queen would like to see you. And she thought, wow, I guess my arrival news traveled fast. She said, okay. Her mind was still reeling, of course. So she went to the king and queen, who said, oh, Gladys, we're so happy you're okay. And she said, I, I was only gone for a few days. And the king and queen confirmed no, Gladys, it's been a year. She said, I'm so sorry. I went to the Enchanted Forest and I was truly there only a couple days. And I don't know, there must be some kind of a weird time thing between our land and theirs, I guess. I don't know. I'm still figuring this out. And the king and queen said, we're just really glad you're safe. We thought we had lost you. 
And Gladys said, oh my gosh, it's been a year. Did people starve to death? What happened? I feel awful. And the king and queen said, well, when you didn't come back, we actually went to one of our neighboring kingdoms and we told them of our plight and we asked them for help. And fortunately, they had some surplus of food. And so they've been giving us what they can over the last year. And it's been enough, barely, but it's been enough. And Gladys said, oh, I'm so happy to hear that. But our lands still aren't producing. And the king and queen said, no, not very well. And Gladys told them about what had happened and the acorn she just planted. And they said, oh, I hope it works. And she said, it should. It's supposed to work fairly quickly, but we'll see. And then she thought about the other acorn in her pack. And she said, well, I have a second acorn, but we shouldn't need it. And I was told that it runs out of its magic within about a week. So we don't have that long. It won't really help us to plant a second acorn. But maybe what we could do is give it to that kingdom that gave us the food. And the king and queen said, that is an excellent idea. But first you need to go home and see your mom and dad because they are super worried about you. And then after that, if you wouldn't mind, that would be wonderful if you would go and give that gift to the other kingdom. Gladys said, done. Well, a few days later, some new plants started to sprout out of the ground. Grass started to grow. Everything was grow, 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 growing. And then within a couple of months, the land was lush with plenty of food for everybody. They had a big parade in honor of Gladys. Gladys felt a little bit funny about being the center of attention during the parade, but she went through with it anyway. And as she awkwardly waved at all the people cheering for her, she looked to the town center at the big oak tree that had grown there. It looked just like a regular oak tree, but she wondered. The end. Thank you for listening to Navi Lucas Storytime. We hope you had fun. Meow. Nebula Cat is where it's at. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Navi Lucas Storytime. We hope you had fun. Meow. Nebula Cat is where it's at. <laughs>